This is an Area Code podcast. You're listening to Table of Malcontents, where Aaron Armstrong, Dave Schrader, and Scarlett Hildebeidel talk about the books they love and a few they really don't to help you be a better reader. Welcome to today's episode of Table of Malcontents. I am Aaron, and with me as always are Scarlett and Dave. And and I gotta say, I'm really excited because Scarlett's back with us. She's been out, out for a couple weeks. I'm back. So, welcome back. Thank the, you. You classed up the podcast just by showing up. It was getting weird. It's gonna be okay. It's gonna be okay. Get everything okay. back under control. Yeah, that's right. Like got to get this classier again. So speaking of classy, you know, Altui, we've got a special guest with us today. Yeah, I'm so excited. I'm trying to act cool, but I'm like so excited about this guest. You you yeah. are you are nerding out in like fangirl a mode million right percent. now. I love it's it. It's yeah. a million percent. Yeah. yeah so. we, 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 we're going to let like previous guests know that they did not receive any bit <laughs> level enthusiasm compared to Ronnie. Listen, and she, you're Scarlet, you're Scarlet, you're excited about all of the guests, but Ronnie, it's uh, like, we're like, whoa, okay, clear Another out the level. schedule. I'll do whenever <laughs> Ronnie's true. available. That's Ronnie, right. She's I like, moved, I moved a really important doctor's appointment for my daughter. I'm like, I cannot. <laughs> I'm sorry. It was an ult- a kidney ultrasound. That's it's right. All fine. No, no, it's all fine. Wait. <laughs> it's all fine. Everything's fine, but. I've said this before on other places, but my first, I didn't know what a podcast was. And then I found the happy rant and mm-hmm. it's just, mm, I'm just, it's the best. It's my favorite. Okay. In fact, your Christmas episode from like a year or two ago was like, I was like, this is my favorite episode of any podcast I've ever heard of all time. <laughs> and that was, was until just... you jumped on the table of malcontents. So yes, yes. <laughs> until then. Yeah. But it was, you know, and I'm still a super fan. I get so excited I every time that y'all. So much. And let me just say that th- this would be my favorite podcast too. Yes. So, you know, nice. given the other 19 that I'm on right now. So. That's right. You, you, <laughs> yes, you've increased your uh, podcast count uh, exponentially of late. Um, but for those who, but in case it wasn't clear for our, for our listeners, uh, Ronnie Martin, uh, pastor at Substance Church, author, uh, Christmas um, aficionado, <laughs> And uh, co-host of Table of, uh, not Table of Malcontents. Ronnie, are you jumping on here? <laughs> you, you only have to ask. Hey, I think it's official. I think that this just happened. <laughs> nice. That just happened. My dreams just came true. <laughs> but uh, but uh, also uh, uh, co-host of The Happy Rants. And you have a new podcast, too, with Jared Wilson as well. Uh, what's the name of that one again? Uh, it's called The Art of Pastoring. I knew that, Aaron. I knew that. I knew what it was called. Well, see, I'm not a pastor, so I... I uh, thanks for keeping up, though, Aaron. I'm not it. a pastor either, but I was like, <laughs> he's got a new podcast. I was going to listen to it, and I forgot. I haven't Fine. It yet, but I've I do know about it. I've spoiled my... I've spoiled all the plans here. Ronnie's now... He's out now. He's leaving the show. Yeah. He's quitting. He's, as, he's quitting. quitting more frequently quitting. than he quits Happy Rant. And uh, it's a short run. It was a good run, guys. But it was good. Yeah. It was good. We, best, we got him on, and now he's already quit. Best fifteen minutes of our lives. It really was. <laughs> At least it's recorded. I can listen yes. back to it over and over. <laughs> when he silently sat there for one minute as an official co-host of this podcast. That's right. That's right. So, Ronnie, I'm so excited to meet you. It's Scarlett, crazy what's going on? how it's good. excited I am. 
Oh, well, that's really nice. It's good. It's great to meet you too. My wife and I were just, uh, I don't know, gossiping about you or talking about you or something. So yeah. it's not gossip if you're well, saying nice things. It was I'm all nice of, stuff. Yeah. I'm kind of obsessed with your whole family. So. Oh man. You're just the best. I'm like, I, I've said multiple times to my husband, let's just move to Ashland and go to Substance Church and be friends with the Martins. <laughs> well, I mean, we, we dig that. We could write a couple of Advent books together if you did that. So it's so great. Anyway, so, great. so great to meet you. But you know, Instagram, it's we're like we're a mess. It's a highlight reel, like everybody else's. So, you know, of don't course. let it don't let it fool yeah. you. Yeah. But you know, I just like you guys. What is that book? What are you what doing? are you doing? I, I got I got the Hobbit here. I don't know why. I, I just happen to be that's what I do when I'm reading alone. I know. That's it. <laughs> that's it. You I hold it up like, to a camera like and just I stare. have been <laughs> Scarlett, you know what I love about Scarlett on this podcast is, um, Scarlett, you are the Ronnie Martin of the table of malcontent. I totally, right? ah! yes, I am. You came, <laughs> I know exactly what you mean, and it's true. You came in late, and um, obviously you've improved everything. Um, all oh, all of their downloads are up by like 90%, <laughs> and they can never get rid of you, which is my experience. Well, also... Something else we have in common is that I quit like every week, and I know they joke about that with you. Like, I'm always quitting every week. I'm you're, like, always, you're quitting too. I know. I what's funny is that oh, yeah. um, they don't believe <laughs> that I'm a, that I actually quit again this week. Yeah, and I don't. I never do quit. But yeah, I know you want to quit. quit. <laughs> you want to quit because it's such a horrible experience every week. It's and awful you know every time. You keep putting yourself <laughs> through this torture. I feel like we should but, keep um, all this, you guys. You know, Oh, there's a lot of this that's staying in. <laughs> okay, good. But then again, you're not, I know with, we officially uh, started. You're not with Piper and Clucks, so it's uh, I I feel so like I can. We're a little this. bit nicer than those two jokers. Uh, They've really softened up though since I came on. Oh yeah, that's true. There's yeah. there's like a hundred and thirty percent less swearing. Um. <laughs> yeah. Oh, hundred percent. Oh yes. Yeah. So, Ronnie, this is really great to have you back on the show. Um, I mean, yeah, the last time we we were together was in a uh, balmy hallway in exotic Indianapolis. Mm. Um, you know, it was with people walking past us this way and that um, while they were getting their uh, their celebrity preacher fix. And so... Yeah. Not by us. No, <laughs> no, we yeah. are, we're under the radar. We were just harming our reputation by being at the Gospel Coalition. Was it our reputations or our employers' reputations that we were? Yeah, probably the uh, probably the latter. <laughs> That's true. Well, we're we're really glad that you're here. Um, so, Thank Ronnie, you. tell like, so we have. I know Dave is is itching to get into his very important questions that he's been wanting to ask. But I've got, I got to tell you something. I've had a question that has been on my mind Mm. since, um, sometime around the fall of 2019. You know, you can text me, Aaron. I could. I should have done that, but I, but I needed to ask you, I need your opinion. When was new order better? Were they better when they were Joy Division or is New Order? Oh man, you're uh, you're trying you're trying to lose you're trying to you're, you're putting me into a corner. And I'm going to lose even more fans that I've than I've already lost through my opinions. 
Um, I well, so for me, oh man, for me, I'm a total New Order guy. Um, New Order is when they became, they blossomed into the beauty that they always had the potential of being. And I'm going to say something that literally, I don't know if like electricity is going to fail me after I say this, but I just think that they could have only gone so far with Ian. Mm-hmm. I, I think I think Bernard was the 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 talent of the band. Um, it's the most unpopular opinion of all time, um, and, and God rest Ian's soul and all that good stuff, right? But yeah, I I think New Order so far surpasses Joy Division. But there would be no New Order without Joy Division. I would still be curious to see what Joy Division would have become had they kept going down that path with Ian, because I think that would have been really interesting. Um, of course, we'll never know. But yeah, I'm a I'm a total New Order guy. My favorite band of all time, next to the Smiths. I mean, with with no debate. So nice. There we so, go. There we go. I went on too long. Sorry. No, no, that was great. No, that is not an unpopular opinion uh, in my house um, mm. at all. Um, okay. I appreciate both. Um, I appreciate. I I can definitely see with the with some of the bands that I listen to. Um, um, you know, all of my obscure Canadian rock bands that, uh, that, you know, Dave hasn't heard of. You, um, we should talk about, I, I have some really, I have some favorite obscure Canadian rock bands off the air. We should talk about that. Yes. Let's do that. Let's do right. that after this. We'll, we'll By do the it. Way, you look too young. You look too young for new order. Well, I mean, I'm look- 41. So oh, all, right. all right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, right. I mean, my, my, but my dad, uh, he had a very, he's had a very interesting, um, career, so at one point he was a DJ. So I got exposed to a lot of a lot of different kinds of stuff and it was the 80s and so he had uh he had an affection for for prog rock, early goth. Every once in a while we'll dabble in German metal mm. <laughs> and things like that too. And so it was yeah. just all over the place. Somehow so. there's a thread between all of those, yeah. You know, now he's like he's into country and so I'm oh, and I'm just yeah. like I I can't that's- go there. Yeah, we can't talk about him anymore. <laughs> but uh, but the Smiths and uh, the Smiths New Order, Morrissey, of course, <laughs> lots of good stuff there. Big Four, right? You got the Smiths, New Order, Cure, and Depeche. You know, those were the yep. that's the that's the holy quad. I don't know what the word is. I don't know math. The quadrology. <laughs> you know what? That works for me. If you just made that up, I don't even know that. You know, that's so. all right. That's all right. You haven't gotten to that at uh, Midwestern yet, right? Yeah, they don't really care about <laughs> words I know or not. Yeah, it's not a thing to them. So All thankfully, right. yeah, yeah. I wonder if I wonder if there should be like a uh, a pastoral course in prog rock. If there's anybody to teach it, it'll be me and you should do it together. All right, yeah. let's let's pitch that to Jared. I think it's going to be. I think it'll be a big hit. Yeah, you know. Yeah, absolutely. So, but uh, but I'm actually. <laughs> I actually, um, I'm actually, we can talk about this later, but I'm just going to drop this. I'm starting a Christmas seminary and, um, and I, I, I'll, I'll be willing to talk to you guys about that later. Um, but it's a lot of it. Is planned. I think Scarlett will be incredibly interested in this. Just sign me up um, right now and reg- register me. I'm in. I know that's, see, that's what I'm saying. I don't even know what you're talking about right now, but I'm in. <laughs> I know, but it's, it's a real thing. It's going to take about two years to put it all into place, but it's going to happen. And I want to, I want to, I want to sort of get the word out about it today. If you allow me later to do okay. that. So d- does that kind of set you up for like work for hire during the Christmas season, like every year or, I mean, I'm just saying like, Hey, go preach, 
uh, go uh, teach a separate class. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, it would, do you do like a only if my dreams came true? I mean, you know, well, that, you, yes. You're you're in charge of your dreams in this case. All right, so <laughs> you, you you come on. Is there going to be like a a pop culture version of this? Is there going to be a Christmas Hallmark movie class? Like what what's 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 going to no, happen? No, it's going to be a little more serious. But you're like Scarlett after she comes and attends the courses. She's gonna be able to get her C div for Christmas. Of okay. Divinity. Do I get to wear like the hat and with the tassel and well, of, get a diploma and everything? Okay. Yeah, but of it's gonna be I'm Christmas in. colored, right? It's gonna be the right colors. Yeah, of course. But it's gonna be for people that love Christmas. They would like to have a degree in Christmas, and they would like to have an amazing Christmas weekend. More than anything else, with me and Big M, just literally being Christmas to death. Oh my goodness. I'm about to cry. This is just nice. the best. Okay, so here's the here's the issue for me. I am generally known as the Grinch um, among amongst my friends, which I think is really unfair because okay. I like Christmas. I just condense it down into one brief mm. period, okay. and so it starts, you know, mid December, like a few uh. days before Christmas, <laughs> and then usually <laughs> the stuff comes down. Uh, right around, right around Boxing Day, or maybe a couple days after, whenever my wife says it's coming, when it, whenever my wife says it's, it's time for it to come down, because she doesn't want dust to collect on it. Yeah. So we condense all the, all our Christmas spirit into one explosion of joy. Yeah. I'm, I'm not, I'm not opposed to that. You know, I, I'm not. I'm more offended by the people that start in October. Ooh. You okay. know, I think, you know, the seasons need to be in the seasons, right? So, like, my birthday's in June. I'm not celebrating it right now because it wouldn't feel like my birthday, right? Right. So, the whole, like, we just keep celebrating Christmas earlier thing, to me, there is a there is a time and a season for everything. So, it does need to be in the window of Christmas. So, I'm a big believer in that. Now, um I'm I'm allowing people a little uh, more freedom this year, given that it's 2020. So yes. I am allowing that. And if you want to come into Noel Seminary next year, and part of the, uh, <laughs> you know, part of, you know, part of seeing if you, you know, if you make it in, you're going to have to talk about when your Christmas season, you know, what days it lands between. But I'm going to let people have a little, a little. I'm going to, you know, offer some leniency for 2020 in that, you know, when people try to register for classes. So I'm, you know, but I, but you know, Aaron, I, I like that. Um, that's not enough Christmas for me, just one explosive week. But let me tell you what I liked about what you just said. Explosive. You, you put it all into, it's one big explosion of joy. I don't have a problem with that. That's what it should be. I just like it for me to be four weeks. Mm, okay. Yeah. So day after Thanksgiving, day after Christmas, those, that's the window. Those are the two windows. For me. Got it. Normally I'm with you on that, but I, the 2020 thing we i think we put our christmas tree up november 1st because it was like you know what this year we're gonna do we're gonna do it early it's still not october oh no not october it's not october and i'll still let you we'll still talk when okay i can still register for classes you can still register you may have your scholarship cut off though (laughs) scholarship funds are available so, yes. <laughs> okay. no, I want I want to pay full price. I want to support this. There we go. Is this yeah. accredited by chance? 
you know, what's accredited mean? Uh, you tell me. Define accredited, you know? <laughs> I mean, who who can talk about such things like accreditation? Is it accreditation or accreditation? I never know. But that's a great question. I have not, I've heard it both ways. So accreditation. Yeah. I don't know. Accreditation? Accreditation, right? Is that what it is? Okay. Dave, what, what is it? I don't know. Sure. Accreditation. 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 Okay. Yeah, there are two Ds yeah. in it. I think accreditation. So. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I hate school because we're talking about things like this that aren't fun. And yeah. now that's true. All right. That's all right. True. Since we're talking about timing and leading up, so what's your opinion on Christmas in July? Yeah, I mean, I think it's cute, but it's not something I can ever in good conscience be a part of. You know, because it's <laughs> because as a Christmas guy, I don't like the summer very much. So yeah. July and and I'm gonna say something really unpopular here to everybody but Aaron. July 4th is probably like my least favorite holiday in, in the world. <laughs> and um, and so for me, I, July is a month that I'm trying to get through to get to August because that's then a month away from September, which is countdown to Christmas. For me. Right. Okay, totally so September you. the clock begins essentially for you. I love September because especially okay. living in the Midwest, that's when fall begins. It yeah. literally does like on September 1st here. Yeah. I grew up in Southern California. It there were no seasons. So yeah. in Ohio, September 1st, it like it knows it's September. Like the trees know <laughs> yeah. it's September 1st. And um so yeah. So it kind of all starts and so I can see it now. I can see down the path into Christmas which is, you know, you start with September, then you get into October where it gets beautiful, you know, sinking down into Halloween, which is fine. And then, um, then you know, starting the, uh, you know, starting just the slow roll into Thanksgiving and Christmas. So, okay. uh. Ronnie, what was Christmas like for you as a kid? I'm just curious. Um, you know, it's so funny. My parents were, um, they they so my dad was like um he was born in 1938 so he was born in the depression and so my mom a little bit younger but they kind of they kind of came up in like poverty kind of you know they kind of had poverty childhoods for the most part and um so my dad has all the famous stories like his famous christmas story is that one year for christmas he was eight years old and he got nine pairs of socks for Christmas, you know? Yeah. And um, that was, uh, that was his, that was always the story he threatened us with, you know, during the year, you're going to wake up and get nine pairs of socks. But so, I mean, all to say is that my parents, because of that, they went over the top when it came to Christmas <laughs> because they just didn't want us to experience that. So they went way overboard with Christmas with presents and with the whole thing. And it was the one time a year where they just went nuts. They didn't go nuts the rest of the year, but they saved it up for that mm. particular day. And they just tried to create something just magical and they kind of did. And if I were to go back, cause I, my glasses are probably pretty rosy about it. It probably wasn't as great as I'm making it out to be. But really when I go back and I look at some of the photo albums, which by the way are these books that when people used to take these like paper <laughs> pictures, they would put them in the books. Um, it really, it lives up to it a little bit, you know, because it was just, it was, they just went overboard. And so it always has this um, sort of this magical nostalgia for me, you know, um, because of, of, of how they, they decided to put all of their eggs, all of their Easter eggs and Halloween candy into the Christmas basket. So that's what it was. <laughs> 
did uh, did you all have any traditions on reading any particular Christmas books? Um, it was more, um, yeah, I mean, obviously just, just the night before Christmas on Christmas Eve, that was the only thing, but, um, but we had, a, I mean, we watched all the Christmas specials. They were all about that. So it was, mm-hmm. you know, and it was different back in the 1930s when I grew up, you know, you had to wait for those shows to, to come on, you know, on TV, you know, cause it was only the networks and, and all of that. And so, but it was really special because it would be like, Hey, Rudolph's coming on Thursday night and. So mm-hmm. we'd be excited and, you know, all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. So, yeah, I don't know. It was, it was, uh, it was, I, I think I remember it correctly. And there was, it was quaint and it was a little bombastic at the same time, but it was a uh, great memories for sure. I love it. <laughs> yeah. My favorite now when it comes to all these Christmas specials, is like Christians claiming persecution when the peanuts Christmas special is moving over to, you know, Apple TV or whatever. Like, <laughs> like we shouldn't have to buy it. You know, it's, I, I, I know. it's like what happened with the music stuff when everybody could get music for free. And it yeah. was like, this is outrageous that we should have to buy a, a record, you know, or whatever. Yeah. And like, I mean, outrageous to everybody but me, you know, the people <laughs> things, you know, so yeah, man. I know, but yeah, you're right, Dave, it's persecution. <laughs> Ronnie, what is your favorite, uh, favorite type of Christmas persecution? My favorite type of Christmas <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the, the greatest one, I don't, I don't, the one that's going to like win forever is, you know, the poor, unassuming, you know, uh, grandmotherly type at Target who accidentally says happy holidays and just gets destroyed, you know, by, by an evangelical who thinks it's all being stripped away. It's mm-hmm. all being, apart, you know, um, that one, it's hard to beat that one. It's, it's hard true. to beat that persecution. You know what I mean? Um, <laughs> Yeah, red think, cups and uh, green cups don't have anything on that. I, oh gosh, yeah. Is is it all about a Starbucks? Well, I mean, I, yeah, I remember. I remember the Starbucks cup, man. That was big. That was controversial. I still have some wounds over that one. So. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> you right. switched to you switched to to local indie shops after that, didn't you? Well, you know, I, I mean, I can't. You know, I don't want to. Can't give into the man. You know, that's that right. One. No, you can. I still get. I mean, it's like. <clears throat> of cups do they have this year it's part of the the yearly tradition it's like do they have the christmas cups yet yes they do let's go and see what they got part of the tradition (laughs) that's right i love it nice nice ronnie do you have any particular parameters of what it what defines a christian i'm sorry not a christian a christmas movie you know it's so crazy i was talking to somebody about this the other day it's like they're because they only make superhero movies now, uh, <laughs> there's not like, like, like Elf came out in 2004. And that was okay. like really the last like kind of classic. And that became a classic, you know, like a modern classic. Um, but they don't make them like that anymore. You saw, if you saw like a movie like Elf come out like now. Um, and so I think, so I think to, to answer your question, you know, because I was having a recent conversation with somebody about this, and that, that was one of the things that came up. Like they're not making it's not like they're not making them like they used to, they're just not making them, right? Mm-hmm. And um, but I think it has to have it can't be it can't be cynical. It has to contain a lot of the old classic versions of Christmas music in it. 
like none of this new school, you know, Mariah Carey, Pirates of the Caribbean, you know? And um, so it has to have kind of the old classic. I mean, it has to have a fairly predictable ending, right? And it has to be a good ending, right? I mean, no like sad, sorrowful, well. And, you know, Will Ferrell helps, you know, or Vince Vaughn, you know? Um, yeah. Yeah, and it can, so it can be funny. I like the funny ones like that. And I also like the more serious ones, but I feel like the only ones that you see now, which I don't count, are just the super, like the really goofy rom-com-y ones. Mm-hmm. You know? not, I'm not yep. talking about Hallmark Channel either. I'm talking yeah. about the ones that get released on Netflix every year. We just go like, you know, I just, I feel like they're insulting <laughs> every year with that, you know? And I want, and I'll even watch those. I wanna like them, like I'm all in, you know? I get all ready for it. And every <laughs> single time you get about 15 minutes in, you're like, you're just insulting me. You're literally just insulting. I'm not a math guy, but you're insulting me right now. <laughs> I wonder is is that because they're just um, they're just holding up signs in those movies at this point? It's the the actors aren't even doing anything. It's just insults on a on a card. Yeah, I shame mean, on you for watching this. Well, they're all what they're. Yeah, I think what they try to do now is almost like there was one that came out last year. It may have been called Noel, I don't remember, but it was like, they, it's almost like they try to get too edgy with it. Like, I don't want it to be edgy. You know what I mean? I don't want, you know, I, I gotta watch what I say here. I'm gonna get in trouble, but like, I'm not looking for something like, I'm not looking for something where it's gonna create conflict inside of me, right? I don't need <laughs> that kind of conflict inside of me, right? Um, I don't need to make moral choices in my Christmas movie watching, you know, just, <laughs> Just let me see it all play out the way everything at Christmas is supposed to play out. All right. Right. You guys with me on that? Yeah. yeah. Good word. For sure. For sure. Yeah. So does that, does that rule out like love actually, which a lot of people lump in there just because it just kind of builds up to a Mariah Carey song? Dave, <laughs> I'm so glad you asked that because I think love actually is a great example of the kickoff to those types of movies that masquerade as Christmas movies now, of which I'm trying to talk about with you. Yes. Yeah, Love Actually actually does not produce a lot of Christmas love in me, if I'm being honest. All where respect, does, if you like it. Where does Batman Returns fall into this? Does that take place then? Yeah. Like, well, is that a, I didn't, yeah. okay, I don't remember. All right. I would be, um, <laughs> I would be opposed to the die-hard Batman Returns. It's a Christmas movie mentality. I just reject that completely. Wow. Sorry. Yeah. Wow. I don't think I can tell Emily that. There's nothing Christmassy about those movies, right? In the tradition. Is when Harry? Sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead, Scarlett. Is when Harry met? Does when Harry met Sally have a Christmas scene? I know it ends on New Year's. But to me, that's like the perfect Christmas movie. And surely it has Christmas in it, right? I don't remember. Not sure. I've seen it in a while. Yeah, not considered I... a Christmas movie, but um, yeah. And you know, it's okay. So here's another, here's another distinction. I don't mind some Christmas movies that don't have a lot of Christmas in them. Like they just sort of pass through Christmas. Like when you look at It's a Wonderful Life, which is the quintessential Christmas movie, there's not a lot of Christmas in it, right? Mm-hmm. It's not so like the end scene where they are standing in front of the tree 
And of all things, they're singing Odd Lang Syne, which is my least favorite holiday song, you know, in the world. Um, <laughs> so it's it's technically not that Christmassy of a movie, but yet it like contains these elements in it that produce that feeling that you are longing for that, you know, that mm. is representative of the season. So yeah. And interestingly, you're asking, so, but interestingly, Die Hard is a remake of the original script for It's a Wonderful Life. Is that true? Or is that just a lie that I keep hearing everybody talk about every year? (laughs) Oh, it's, it's completely a lie, but what, but what is truth anymore? (laughs) I've actually never seen that movie. Really? Die Hard? The title of it is like, why would I, why would I? see this movie thank you scarlet i've never seen it before either no it is it is so true can so true story die hard is emily's and my go-to movie on christmas eve we watch it every year i'm so sorry it's amazing wow (laughs) no i i I, they're I think timing has something to do with that too. So like aaron we were at an age when it came out in what 88 i think something like that yeah Okay, so yeah, I was ten then. You were nine, right? So nine, ten, right? So I'm a year younger than you, Dave. Yeah, I know. I'm just, I'm, I'm just putting. <laughs> I was thirty-five. <laughs> I was watching rated R movies way too young, too. So uh, yep, I saw Die Hard after Platoon. Okay, so that was my like area of expertise. No, I uh, no, but but like I. Like that's when I like fell in love with just movies, you know, it's that time. And like when that comes out, it's got action for like a young boy. It had everything you wanted. And there was a Christmas um, theme that was around it. And and then, yes, the debate every year, is it a Christian? Is it a Christmas movie or not? It doesn't matter. It's the Christmas Eve go to. Uh, so there you go. But no, it's Dave, it's a Christmas Eve go to for you, too. Yeah, absolutely. But my wife, like, shaking her head at me. She's like, I can't believe, you know. Yeah. I'm shaking my head at you, too. I know. I know. Feel I, I accept the judgment, and uh, I will watch it again on Christmas Eve. So, I know. Especially I don't feel judged at all. It just rolls right off me. You know, I mean, you gotta, you gotta do what you, you gotta do what you like, like to do with that, you know. Um, you know, to each his own, right? I, you know, look, I, I don't like action and adventure. I'm an Enneagram four. I like drama. I don't like action and adventure. Yeah. You've seen one, you've seen one gunshot and one explosion. You've seen them all, right? So I'm, I'm looking for, uh, <laughs> I'm looking for, I'm looking for scenes around the dinner table. That's yes. what I like. Mm. So with you. They, they eat food in that movie. <laughs> <laughs> they do. What about, okay. What about, so, this is a books podcast. This is eventually we're going to get there. Question. Yeah, eventually we're going to get there. But I have to ask, which is the more offensive Christmas movie, Home Alone or Jingle All the Way? Oh, my God. Can I answer this? Oh, Ronnie, go for it. Please say, please answer this the correct way. Well, look, man, I, I'm willing to. Do, I'm willing to come to the table on this one. So I was a little bit older. Alone when both those movies came out, right? Um, I'm willing to concede. Go slow with me here, kids. I'm willing to concede that Home Alone is considered a modern classic. I get it. Um, Jingle all the way, no. 
So I don't watch either of them, but mm -hmm. if I had to pick one, I'd probably go with Home Alone. So, which is the more violent Christmas movie, Die Hard or Home Alone? Home Alone, easily. Yeah, <laughs> but I've never seen Die Hard, so I have no idea. Yeah, yeah there you go. Th th those guys would not have survived. I mean, really, or would mm. not look the same yes. forever. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Yeah, Kevin. Kevin, uh, what's his name? McAllister. There we go. Um, he should probably be in jail. I'm thinking. Like, or does like it, or does it count for like self defense? Like self defense, he would get. It would be like is a that how the rules work in America? Yeah, it could be yeah. a manslaughter charge. I'm not sure, but uh, mm -hmm. e either way, I mean, it depends on if they actually like received real injuries as opposed to they just kind of bounce back every time. So mm -hmm. there you go. You All guys right. love Home Alone? Is that like a staple? Scarlet? No, I'm not. Nope. What are mine? Um, what is it? While you were sleeping. Great okay. Christmas movie. Okay. okay. Um, like White like Christmas. That. Yeah. Come on. Right? No? Mm -hmm. Yeah. This side. This side is yes. I'm a three wing four, Ronnie. So, but I think I lean heavily into the four. So we yeah, probably okay. have the same taste in Christmas movies. Yeah. I like the old ones. I, you know, look, it's, but I like Elf. You know, I like, um, there's another new one that was made that we didn't mention. Sorry, I know this is about books. Um, it's probably a book I do. Um, Fred Claus with Vince Vaughn. Mm. Not not great, but kind of funny. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Paul and if you love Paul and Vince, you know, you, mm -hmm. you like it. So, I mean, it doesn't take much to me to make a good Christmas movie. It's just, they're not being, they're just not really being made, you mm -hmm. know, and I, so it's that's what's that's there just must be no money in them right unless you're you know unless it's that. the Grinch uh, with uh, Benedict what's his name and let's make nine or ten versions of that now right yeah so it's, yeah. yeah which I'm always creeped out by the Grinch every version of it so I mean I, I that's yeah yeah, I don't know. yeah. Mm -hmm. you know, but we'll always have Christmas vacation oh yeah yes and there is that yeah and there is that yeah yes yeah. There's, All right. <laughs> so let's Aaron, talk some books. Yeah. So books. <laughs> We've had a lot of fun so far talking about uh talking right, about right. Christmas, but we we've, we've got to talk about some Christmas books because reading is a is a key part of uh of that whether it's, you know, advent, you know, whether whether personally we're reading advent things, whether we're doing things as a family, whether just stories that we really enjoy that take place at Christmas time. Um so Ronnie, what does that look like for you? Yeah, so um I like um I really like all the um not all of them. I'm I'm actually kind of particular about it, but I do like some um some Christmas novels and novellas by particular authors every year. You know, even in the even in the CBA, I, I, I do read I do read a nice Melody Carlson Christmas book every year. She has one out every year. Um, my favorite my favorite Christmas author is a guy named Richard Paul Evans. I read all of his stuff. It's good. Good stories. They're good stories. They're quick. You know, they're they're sharp. Got his dialogue. is great. Um, Storylines are good. I do a Christmas book club every year with a. Uh, Richard Paul Evans book which I'm doing this year again um, so um, called affectionately Christmas book club um, so How many I usually have in the book club um, this year uh, we have about seven or eight it's it's a, it's, it's pretty 
It's do you read the whole book and then yeah. just meet one time or do you like read a chapter a week? Read the whole book beforehand. Then we get together for this amazing like dessert night. Mm-hmm. And um, we just sit around and eat and drink and we just talk. We just talk wow. the book. It's yeah. super it's like one of the fun. It's like one of my most, it's one of my favorite nights of the year. It's super fun. Amazing. Does yeah. Big M participate in the book club? He does. Yeah. Uh, slightly begrudgingly. Okay. Um, she's a massive reader, but like, these are not the kinds of books that, that do it for her. Do you read it to her or do you read it and then give it to her and then she reads it? No. Or does she not read it and she just attends uh, out of, um, I insist that she reads it. <laughs> and so she takes about 30 minutes, reads the whole book. Wow. Nigam reads about like three or four novels a week. She's wow. amazing that way. And the really fast reader, she reads, she, I've never seen anybody read as much as her, but these books are quick. You know, they're like, they're like, they're like small, they're thick, but you know, you can read it in an afternoon. You could, if you just dedicated, you could read it in three hours, you know? Mm-hmm. So I, I just have her kind of buckle down and do it because I want her to really contribute to the conversation. And so she does it kind of, you know, slightly comically begrudgingly, you know, and then- <laughs> But I do. I like. I like those. I like those Christmas novels. Um, I don't like the. Uh, you know, I don't like the, the trade paperback ones where it gets a little like you know Fifty Shades of Christmas. You know, I wouldn't be into that. <laughs> I I just like good. You know, kind of you know good stories kind of centered around. Wholesome. You know, yeah, yeah they they are wholesome. Yeah, they would be wholesome, and I'm um, so a little little bit of romance, but not like so much where it's just your. You just you're you're being smothered in it like maple syrup, you know, just enough to where it's like, you know, you don't know what's going on. You're a little unsure of of you know where this thing is leaning, where it's going, and then you know they they wrap it up in the end. But um, so right now I'm reading Richard Paul Evans' The Noel Letters, which is part four in the Noel series, and um, so he's just kind of the considered the king of Christmas fiction. And uh, I enjoy him. And then I like some of the, cl- so I usually read uh, A Christmas Carol every year too by Dickens. Cause mm-hmm. it's, that's obviously, you know, Dickens is the king of Christmas yeah. fiction. The king. He's the emperor of Christmas mm-hmm. fiction, you know. It's and, hard to beat. That's true. Yeah. And that story, that is my favorite story, I think of all time is Christmas Carol. Mm-hmm. And so I watch a lot of the different versions of it as well. I know we're moving over into movies again. Um, so I just love that story. That story never gets old for me. Okay. So when you say favorite story, do you mean favorite story, regardless of time period that it takes place, regardless of genre, or do you mean favorite Christmas story? No, I, I think it is my favorite story of all time. I I can't imagine Mm. a better story. Mm. The way he wrote it. I mean, even the background of how he wrote it, he was under pressure. He was financially up the you know, up the creek, and he just comes up with this thing, you know, and like yeah. family and his finances and the whole thing. And it's like the fact that he just sort of came up with this thing in like an hour and a half, put <laughs> out there hoping that he could, you know, pay the rent, you know, at the end of the month. And the thing ends up just being a, you know, a, a global masterpiece. It, that's part of the probably the mystique and the charm to it for me, you know. But, nice. Mm-hmm. Nice. Well, if you want a uh, a slightly different kind of Christmas story for yourself to try this year. Oh, no. <laughs> what? It's a great story. I don't know. Let's see. S- Spirit of Steamboat. Um, it is part of the Longmire series. Oh, okay. uh, so 
Um, you can it's, blame Barnabas for this. I literally just saw that. Yeah, it's really good. It's it's great. It is a, um, you know, it, it it's the the story. It all takes place on Christmas Eve, but in two time periods. So in 1988 and then in present day for the for the series. So um, so it it really revolves around the you know the the lead character Walt Longmire um, meeting this this young woman who's got this hairline scar and um, a whole bunch of questions about his predecessor in the in the sheriff's department. So they go so they go and talk to him and she he's like I don't know who you are and then she just says steamboat and then it they unpack this story of something that happened on Christmas Eve in in 1988 that involved this this now woman. Do you have to you have to read the rest of it to to get it? Not really. It's one that you could like you can pick it up as you go. Um Craig Johnson in general makes his series pretty accessible, so there's more to it if you've read all the other ones, but if you if that's the only one you've ever read, you'll still be able to to get a lot out. So yeah, I think my wife's read all of his stuff, and but oddly she didn't mention this one to me. So we oh, Aaron, I keep forgetting to ask: Are you physically reading them or are you listening to audio? Physically reading them. Okay. So I found almost all of them at our favorite uh, our favorite used bookstore here in town. And, you know, there's been a few that I have purchased either from, you know, from the Amazon and, uh, and a few more at, at some other stores. I could not find them on my, on my organization's website for, for obvious reasons. So, uh, cause we should not carry these books, but, uh, my organization, my organization, like my favorite used bookstore and then my organization good job well well done yeah we Thank need to you. start receiving checks for these things but also <laughs> prefer to everything is my organization yeah. I like well i i think i think my employers uh prefer me not um re referring to where i work all that much these days but uh scarlet's husband is my boss now so yeah. uh so maybe he doesn't care <laughs> It would be an interesting genre for your organization to get into selling. Let's put it that way. <laughs> well, I mean, if we can, if we can jump back into uh, young adult fiction uh, with the right story, maybe we can. Yeah. Maybe we can try Christmas mysteries. Yeah. Look, I just need somebody to uh, let me write my Christmas fiction novels, and Christmas, Christian publishing is is not allowing me to do that. So I'm. Mm -hmm. I'm desperate at this point because I got some, I got some really, I got some, I got some really snappy stories. No, no, but easy. Just get, uh, just collaborate with Melody Carlson on it. That's all you got to do. I just, mean, you... I, I would be willing to collaborate with anybody, you know, <laughs> anybody that doesn't watch Die Hard on Christmas Eve. <laughs> Fine, then I won't offer. That's whatever. I don't want to like, collaborate. Ronnie, <laughs> Ronnie, I already know what your like promo video is gonna be. It's gonna be you doing this faux like tweed jacket by the fire saw, you know, the far far behind you. I mean, I'm really excited about all this. You kind of introducing the story. It's uh it's gonna be gold. All right. So uh, hey man, let's do this. Yeah, I just need BH to jump on board. If you put out Echo Islands, you can put out Good point. Uh, you know the Christmas tree font by Ronald Joseph Martin. You know, mm. uh, so. That's a good, 
That's a very everybody gets very, quiet when I say that. That's anyway. a very Did you say the Christmas tree farm? Is that what you said? Yeah. As the title, that you know, that's a Taylor Swift Christmas song, which is very catchy. So that could be like the music to... behind your promo. Yeah. yeah, there you go. All right. I'm sure Taylor right. would be thrilled with that. Oh, for sure. <laughs> All right, Ronnie. So we're we're, we're um, Advent uh, is beginning soon, right? So you get your children's Advent book. It's not children's. Well, it is children's, right? Um, it's the best gift ever given, right? It is. So that came out last year because we talked yeah. like a little bit about it when you said you're working on it. But so here you are. You get this is the second Christmas season oh, with it. All right. What have, what have you learned? And uh, yeah. how are you? What's yeah. your game plan for this year? How how can we help? Um, what I've learned is that, um, your sales cycle for Advent books is short, but but, Hey, you get to do it again next year. So, you know, it's kind of nice. Um, so that's been kind of fun to reintroduce it this year. And, uh, we're, uh, we're doing something at our church. We're, we're taking the book. And then we're, we're filming these like short videos for, you know, 25 days worth of videos where people from our church are like reading from it for the kids mm-hmm. and for families so they can have like an accompaniment, you know, to the book. So there's like some creative stuff like that, that that's beginning to sort of, you know, flesh out from it that we're, that we're doing. So, yeah. So I've learned that, um, you know, the Advent book for kids was great. But I really want to write my, you know, Advent book for for big people, you know, because when you say adults, that just sounds weird. So. <laughs> it does. It does. <laughs> Instead of little people. OK, that's good. Well, that's that's right. a different category. Entirely. I know. That's what I mean. I'm like, <laughs> it doesn't work. Say adult Advent book doesn't have a good ring. <laughs> no. For us, you know, so no, also something my organization will never carry. So, yeah, correct. Yep. No, it was a really, it was a good experience. Though it was, you know, most of it is, it's really about, you know, more than anything, it's, it's really about the, uh, the art, the illustrations, and so Mm -hmm. the guy that illustrated it, um, you know, just did this amazing job and. So I think that I think that's kind of what stands out about it more than anything is the art, um, because that's such a big part of it. And uh, so, yeah, that was I think that was the most fun part about it was just seeing his illustrations coming in mm-hmm. and just being just really excited about what the final product was going to going to look like. So it was fun. I love it. It's good. Uh, soon enough, Ronnie, we, we will wait. <laughs> um, so this year. So on a serious note, though, like with Advent this year, is there, is there a, I mean, you really, you don't want to change the way you look at it necessarily, but at the same time, like you've kind of got people's attention in a new way. You know, the reality is things have to slow down with what uh, the world is going through. So what would you kind of tell someone in terms of how to approach Advent this year? Well, I think that there's, I, you know, I'm, I'm struggling myself because I, you know, this year has been so disappointing and coming into the Christmas season, and I know we make a lot of, so all joking aside, you know, thinking of all the things that we have planned that we want to do, and just knowing that a lot of these things aren't going to happen the way they normally do, um, even knowing that some of the plans we've already made are being canceled, um, 
you know, uh, you know, my daughter's not, it's the first Christmas I'm not going to get to spend with my daughter because yeah. she Denver and she doesn't, you know, she doesn't feel comfortable, you know, getting on a plane, which is understandable. So there's, there are these things in place where what we always envision the season to be, which is this, this time for us to, uh, you know, to relive memories and to bring nostalgia more, more deeply into, you know, our life and our existence. Um, even if it's just one explosive week out of the year, um, you know, all of that is taking kind of a back seat. And I think, you know, I was talking to, uh, to Big M about it this morning and, and we just, you know, we were praying and we, we were just talking about the fact that, you know, is there a, is there a way that God is going to surprise us this year um, in our, in, in sort of the ways that we have to kind of pause and we have to rest and we have to pull back. And is there something that, that the Lord's going to be able to do in that, um, that that's going to be unique to this time. And so I, to me, I guess I would say just, which is really hard for me to even say and to do, but just to embrace the reality of where we're at, understanding that God understands and he had this planned and just think of what he might do internally mm-hmm. uh, for us. Again, Christmas is such a weird thing. And the, there's a lot of good parts to it that just kind of always pass us by because we're all stuck in the commerciality of it, which I like a lot of that as well. And I wonder if God's going to do something really unique uh, this year in the sense that we are forced to um, to kind of stay tucked in, you know, a little bit. So that's kind of how I'm trying to approach it. Um, at the same time, realizing that, man, I'm so disappointed with some of these things that I so look forward to every year that only happen once a year that mm-hmm. aren't happen what do we do with those appointments and um and i think god's going to speak and, and act in that so yeah i don't know if that was your uh, what you're looking no that was no that that's that's some good encouragement because i think yeah we uh to go to the earlier uh question of kind of like hey when we set up anything last week when we started putting things up it just out of convenience we had sunday where it was a nice quiet day and we could start doing it which was which was fun but then there's also just that turn to like, okay, what, 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 what's the, what's the special meaning this year that's different than normal? And I think you nailed it right there. Cause I've, I've been wondering kind of our family, like, okay, how do we treat this differently? I mean, there's the obvious thing we're, I mean, God, we, we're, we're captive, you know, and I think you can look at it in a real negative way, but I look at it too. That's a real wonderful, sweet, memorable time. It can be despite how hard things are too. And yeah, we won't we won't forget this year, and this can be part of it. So, yeah, it's a good yeah, word. That's a good word, though. That the trying, you know, we're kind of forced to we're kind of forced into a situation that will not be forgettable this year. Yeah. And I, you know, I don't know about you guys, but I, you know, gosh, you know, when you're you're part of a church and you're doing all this stuff, and and things can get so busy too during the holidays that you know, I'm always looking at my wife, going like, oh, I don't want to miss it. I don't want to miss it. And I mean, this should be a year given, you know, the, the lack of availability with activity that we can really soak a lot of these things in and maybe we can soak in some of the things that we tend to miss, you know, even as believers that, that we don't want to miss, that we try not to miss, but yeah. we never miss. And, and maybe this will be that moment where God kind of brings it back to us in a meaningful way that's been somewhat lost, you know, in all of the, the stuff. I agree. Yeah. It's a good word. Are we, we, we ready for our last question? I think we are. This has been, this has been good, Ronnie. Thank you. This is, uh, 
there were so many Christmas questions we wanted to ask you a year and a half ago, but we just thought April was just a tad too soon. Okay. So we all, as our podcast has clearly improved with Scarlett, we got rid of the dead weight that you have to deal with every day or every it's, week. Wow. It's so <laughs> I know. Well, pleasant. said. No. I mean, you guys, I don't know that you guys. You just give me a minute here. I don't know. I don't know that you guys can appreciate what it is that I have to go through. <laughs> I don't know that you guys have the ability to understand what that's. We about. love it. We love it. I know people we, love it, and I love that they love it at the expense of my happiness. Um, because I, because I'm not happy. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not happy with the mental strain that it puts on me every week. Um, and, and sort of what I have to put up with, what I, you know, the, the ridicule uh, that I have to put up with, and, um, you know, and the sports talk, you know. Oh, I, I can't even imagine, Ronnie. I mean, I, I should really can't imagine. do those kinds of things. And yet, week after week, um, you know, uh, you talk about persecution, Aaron. And, uh, you know, I think that's what, I think that's what you mean. <laughs> I think if we respond to that, everybody would have a clearer picture of what we were trying to get. So I just, you know, I need you guys to understand that and be compassionate and find me a way out. Find me a way out of that podcast. I'm trying to do other podcasts. I'm trying to start other podcasts, but, you know, I'm not allowed out of that one. So I got to, that is my goal is to get out of that pod. how uh how ironclad is their contract i mean apparently it's super ironclad because you know i'm getting ready to record again with them in three days you know there you go man sorry dave i cut you off but i just no, that was this is the only place where i think i can i can you know i can i can that cry can be heard it's a safe place thanks for hearing absolutely absolutely it's our pleasure we 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 look forward to being your safe place again sometime wow. soon. So. so nice to have a safe place again. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I'm really I don't want us to gloss over the what are you reading question because I'm finally reading something. Yes. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, because you're all done all your manuscripts, right? Yeah, I'm like reading again. It's the best. Well, we'll, we'll do uh, we'll do Ronnie first, just because you, yes. you already shared your Christmas book. This uh, you know that that you guys are reading, but uh, what what else are you reading right now? So I am reading uh, the new Gregory Maguire book. Um, oh, what's it called? You know, he's the guy that wrote Wicked. Um, uh, it's about a swan. I forget the magical swan. Yeah. It's based on the story of the swan. Um, you know, he takes the fairy tales and he kind of reimagines them. So yeah. I'm I'm in the middle of that right now. Yeah, and it's good. So, yeah, I love it. All right, Scarlett, we have to go to you since you're, uh, you know, you're, you're so eager. I'm reading. <laughs> <laughs> it was so many weeks of nothing. I'm not reading anything. Um, okay, I'm reading four things. Ooh. I'll start with, okay, the one I'm listening to is The Body Keeps Score. No, The Body Keeps the Score. Mm-hmm. It is so good. I'm very into mental illness, psychological books, all that stuff. Someday, maybe I'll be a counselor. When my kids are big, I just am very fascinated by all that, but it's really, really good. So that's one. Um, okay. Number two, no, David, um, I just started it. I'm only a couple chapters in. So this is the daughter of Larry David, co-creator of Seinfeld. 
who is one of the funniest humans in the world, in my opinion. And his daughter is very much like him. I will say there's definitely some content. I definitely don't condone everything that I'm reading so far. Some There's some stuff in it, but she's very funny. She's very self-deprecating. It's like my favorite kind of humor. And, so, and it's really hard to find books like that. It's hard to find mm -hmm. the memoir, yeah. self-deprecating, legitimately funny books. Mm -hmm. And so I pre-ordered it as soon as I knew it was happening and it came this week and it's, mm, it's so good. Okay. And then, um, but again, I haven't gotten very far into it. So if there's something horrible in chapter three, I'm not saying it's amazing. I'm just saying she's a funny human. Okay. You like it um, so far. So far, I like already there have been some things that I'm like, ugh, you know, but um, she's very funny. Um, okay. And then, okay. So here are two Jesus C books. One, the Bible recap. We, we had, mm -hmm. you know, so I got that in the mail. I'm loving mm -hmm. that. So yeah. great. Um, yeah. It's so easy to use too because I'm in First Kings. And so I just find where I'm at. And it's, it. yeah, it's two pages for, it's great. Yeah. Um, and then loving this book. What is it called? Um, Every Moment Holy. It's a book of liturgies for like, oh, yes, that's right. I posted about it, Ronnie, and you said you'd read the same one that day. It's amazing. I mean, it's like, here's a liturgy for, um, you know, fol folding your whites when you're doing laundry. It's like, there's so many specific, but seriously. And then it's like for, front, you know, uh, nurses for when you spill on your favorite shirt. I mean, you know, that's an exaggeration, mm -hmm. but it's like, it's so cool. It's so good. And it's a beautiful book. So mm -hmm. those are the books I'm reading. Nice. Nice. I like it. Dave, what are you doing? Man, I'm catching up with you on Ruthless Elimination of Hurry, the John Mark Comer book. Um, I, you know, it's I know Aaron and I, you have your physical copy there, Aaron. I know. I have to, uh, I have replaced it twice and I have not gotten my third, third version yet. Really? Both had the like, same binding error. Huh. Oh, wow. So weird. Well, I didn't have any binding errors on my audiobook, so I'm okay. Um uh, but, nice. uh, but the the irony of I'm listening to it on one point five speed. <laughs> so, um, Man, you're in a hurry to get get done that book. Yeah, I know. No, the, you know, I I, I prejudged the book by thinking oh this just should have been an article you know mm -hmm. i think i could have gotten like what it is but he does a really good job it's not a long book but it's deep where it needs to be and i it's a it's a refreshing read too i mean i i uh or listen i guess in my case you know but i um i've, I've enjoyed it i'm almost halfway done but uh so far so good there uh good i'm rereading the hobbit right now because my oldest daughter madeline's reading it right now so it's fun um that's why i was holding up i'm like yeah here's my book right now um i'm halfway through the great divorce as well thank you scarlet um okay. and uh yeah i've just been intentionally reading it slow and it's uh it's been nice in my mornings so yeah i think that's it very <laughs> cool so. yeah it's a good list yeah it's yeah, a good yeah. List. It's, i dig it yeah yeah I love it. Nice. Aaron, what well, about you, Aaron? Well, I mean, I've got uh, Ruthless Elimination of Hurry on the go. Um, I am starting over again one more time um, because of all of my binding issues. So I'm did, going are, the, What did you do? Send it back to wherever you got I it? I sent it back twice to Amazon. So, wow. Yep. Huh. So hmm. it is I what see. it is. So, huh. uh, so I've got that going um 
I just finished. Um, I actually just finished a, a graphic novel that I enjoyed a lot uh, called oh, Batman. That, that's Batman: what you The posted. Three Jokers. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was really good, really fun. Um, not appropriate for kids, but uh, but really fun. Um, and <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but aside from that, I've been having a bit of a hard time getting into anything just because my actual writing deck got stacked just because i'm i'm rewriting some rewriting some work of my own doing some editing in my new job and then i've got two two bible studies that go in that new work job place that uh that uh, i have to get finished to help out the team (laughs) so it's a good season though because i like creating things hey scarlet is uh aaron's boss pacing outside right now hold on excuse me hello brandon hello um yeah aaron is very (laughs) unhappy with his job okay bye I'm not unhappy with call. my job. I am the most content that I have been in about a year. So, okay, hold um, on. Hello, legit. Brandon. Okay, just kidding. He said he's legit the most content. Okay, bye. Okay. Perfect. Is, um, is, is he pacing outside right now on the phone? Actually, no. No, okay. he actually went to the building today to take his chair and computer monitor home. Because has he come back yet? Home is the new. He is not back. As far, I mean, who knows? Maybe he is. I'm locked away. So does Mr. H, does he like Christmas books, Scarlett? <laughs> Mr. H likes fantasy fiction. Oh. Um, he's super excited. I can't even remember. Is it Brandon Sanderson? Mm-hmm. like his favorite. He just got like two books that are this thick. It's like dragons and magic and I, oh. stuff I could never read that I'm not interested in at all. But it's like his one hobby. He's like, yeah, that's his, that's the, what he does is okay, read fantasy fiction books. Throw out the invite for Christmas book club one of these years to you. No, so. I bet he would though, because he does. He reads fiction. He reads other stuff, but it's very, very heavily fantasy fiction. So if there was a fantasy fiction Christmas book, I was just gonna say if you could find a Christmas book that involved a dragon, dra- a dragon Christmas. I mean, he would mm. just be all you over. You know, that. an adaptation of the uh, Christmas special from How to Train Your Dragon. Maybe that would work. They, pro- they probably actually have something like that. Yeah. Probably, probably I'll look into it. All right, guys. Well, this has been a lot of fun. And Ronnie, thank you so much for, for hanging out with us for this pile of crazy today. This is really, really great. Scarlett, thanks. Welcome back. Thank you for continuing to class up the joint. Hey, by the way, I quit. <laughs> <laughs> Don't do that. She was no, no, waiting, and, waiting no, no. until the Ronnie interview is done. She's like, man, yeah, this, this is I was as good like, as it I got to be there. But yes, it's all downhill yes. from here. That's right. That's right. I would like to announce our new podcast uh, coming at you. This game here. Yes, uh, Ronnie Martin and his super fan uh, talk about Christmas classes. Because we Big talk M. About every week on the pod. That's all. Yeah. That's right. And Scarlet and Big M become best friends. That's also part of the title. That's a that is a very Puritan esque title. I love it. I mean, it would help if Mr. H kind of moved out to A Town, though. I'll tell you, that would make it a little more simple. This is all. This is all. Well, we happening. do work remotely now, so maybe. I'm a hundred percent in. Remotely is that the forever? Is that the forever scenario for you guys now? Is that Seems it? Like, yeah. It looks like. Dang. I'm so, loving it. Wow. Yep, I'll be I'll be unfortunately not moving to Ashland, but I am moving out to a small a very small town. Uh, but guys, my wi- my Wi-Fi is going to be way better than here. 
Oh, what wow. town, Aaron? Can you say what? Yeah, uh, Chapel Hill, Tennessee. So okay, so you're staying in Tennessee. Okay. Yeah, yeah. We uh, we decided to put down roots, and we bought a house, and they're finishing building it. And so uh, that's kind of our Christmas. That was kind of our my, uh, my early birthday present slash our entire family Christmas present. That's a super expensive gift. Uh, you know, <laughs> like yeah. I said, jo- explosion, explosive joy. I've never gotten, I've never gotten any. <laughs> nobody's ever spent that much on it for Christmas. Just, <laughs> you know, certainly the most I've ever spent at Christmas. So. Yeah. <laughs> and for the next 30 years. So uh, Christmas is canceled at our house now. So. <laughs> for 30 years. <laughs> for the next 30 years. All right. <laughs> Well, guys, uh, this this has been great. Thank you all for hanging out today. And, um, and of course, listeners, thanks for hanging out with us. You know what to do. Five-star ratings, reviews all around. Talk to you later. Bye. This is an Area Code podcast.